0: i'm Lacey, and i'm kippen we're two friends who love to get lost inside a great story and we're welcoming you to our own little book club this is one page more a podcast hello kippen hi okay what have you been up to this week
1: you know the devil works hard but lorelei alexander works harder
0: Yes, your little middle child, aka toddler, aka very (sighs) bossy, (laughs) intelligent lady.
1: I am sitting here with my full setup for the first time in like two or three recordings because she is determined to ruin my life. I mean, not really, but like she, she just yes, she's obsessed specifically with my microphone. And I'll find her like in her room, just like singing her heart out into it. Or like,
0: <laughs> And you guys have a play mic. Why did you yes. not get her like not, actual one?
1: Not only that, we have a microphone that's like a hobo one that, you know, is echoey. So that's fun. And then we have one of those little recorders that you can record your voice on and it actually makes your voice really loud. But there's just something about, like, the real deal, even though it does jack squat. And I'll find her and she's like, no, I'll never do it again because I'm Elsa. I'm like, this has (laughs) got to end. I (laughs) I can't handle you right now. Anyway, we got it all today. It's been
0: so funny because, like, the past, like, two weeks – Kip and I both have kids that are like three months apart. They've just been like hellions. Ugh, oh, yours yes. poured over what? Like a big thing of soap. Mine poured like a big thing of mascara. Lucille's mm. cut her hair.
1: Now I did not um, even think I told you this, but after they did the all the soap, like an entire thing of hand soap, a few days later, Lorelai got a hold of a tie-dye kit and dumped out every ounce <sighs> of this Luckily, I wasn't even here. I was at a meeting and I got home and Jared was just like, I could see like steam coming out of his ears. I was like, where's Lorelai? He's like, don't even speak the name. And she had dumped it everywhere in the bathroom. And she, I had been patching a wall in their room. She found the wall compound <laughs> and had like, sm- just like made this huge potion. And he's like, you know what? She's probably going to get emphysema or cancer or something. And I guess she deserves it now. So Bad <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, goodness. oh, my gosh, did she eat it? And all, all is well. It actually cleaned up just fine. But you know what? It's just been it's been tiring days over here. And I it know is it's been a- tiring days over there. It is a lot
0: whenever you basically spend like hours. I had thought, about, I just spend hours each day cleaning. And it's kind of got to where now that I listen to books, it doesn't bother me as much because I'm like genuinely entertained. But at the same time, to clean the same area over and over, I mean like <sighs> within like an hour and a half of each other, it is it grates upon the nerves.
1: You're just pushing that rock up the hill just to do it again. The next day. Anyways,
0: (laughs) moving on from these sorry children.
1: (laughs) More exciting is we are entering uh, season four, which I cannot believe. Neither can
0: I. I am so we have now that we've been doing this podcast, I think a year, we've been starting like a, a TBR list for our Um, podcast. So I feel like we have a great list and a pretty diverse list of what we're going to read and so today we're just going to give the bare bones briefest synopsis of all time.
1: Yeah we're going to try. Lacey and I we agree that we don't really like to know all that much about the books that we read before we start and I think that's what we're That's our aim with the podcast is, like, hopefully you guys trust that if we say something is actually decent, that you'll read it along with us and just, like, trust the process. Of course, sometimes we read the books and we don't like them all that much, even if they've got, like, five stars on Goodreads. But it's all part of the experience. Definitely. And also, we hope to be able to allow you
0: to avoid what literally happened to me five minutes ago where I'm pretty sure I read a spoiler on Goodreads because you just – cannot
1: so i'm pretty sure that the the synopsis on goodreads are user submitted there's one book specifically that i was looking up and it had the most vague nonsensical synopsis where it was like something's wrong with this girl but she doesn't know what will she the, find out i, <laughs> I was like what? this is the uh, official synopsis
0: i have been listening to a series and it is, it, it was, it's almost reminded me of like a babysitter's club. Like, you know, like, the, the, like whenever you read those synopses <laughs> where <Yeah>. it's like, <laughs> I'm running around and I'm not sure what to do, but he finds me. Will he save the day? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm listening because I enjoy it, but I'm like, is this supposed to entice me?
1: As we've talked about with like Julia Quinn, sometimes publishers really do the most to make you not want to read a book.
0: (laughs) Like I guess they just trust they trust that the audience knows like what the author is about, but my gosh. We know what you
1: like. Do you please? Do you? Put in two seconds worth of effort, please. Seriously. Anyway, we did the work. We've got a little, we've got just what you need to hopefully entice you and uh, we're going to talk about if you should maybe right off the bat if we think you should read or listen to it i'm going to be honest like 90 percent of my books these days are audio just because that's like you're saying all those hours it's like that's how i can make my life a little better and sweeter and more enjoyable. that is how
0: we deal whenever our children do like insane things like dump out <laughs> all the glitter on your floor and you spend six uh, bad gum hours vacuuming it up Happened to be today. So, oh, yeah, got to have
1: that audiobook. Okay.
0: All right. Starting off, um, oh, by the way, we have got six months worth of books. Is that right? Six months? I That's believe so. Right. So, we're dropping two books a month. Um, so, plenty of time for you to read any of these books along with us, lots of content. But starting off, we're going to be reading A Court of Thorn and Roses by Sarah J. Mass. Oh, this is a, the start of a trilogy um, that really introduced me into fairy literature. I had not read a <laughs> single fairy book, I don't think, in my entire adult life. Um, but Feyre is basically commits a crime against a fairy and is whisked away from the human realm into the uh, pretty secretive fairy world where she is involved in a... Um, court with a variety of fairies I don't know how much more to give away what do you
1: think yeah this book is loosely it follows kind of the arc of Beauty and the Beast a little bit I think that's fine to know and when Lacey says fairies I actually thought that these characters were way more like Lord of the Rings elves like that's what it reminded me of kind of like these immortal above humans you know beautiful beings not necessarily like tinkerbell with wings
0: definitely and it's definitely uh, i read this one already so i can say it's a bit more sophisticated and yeah it's, it's a great it's one. also
1: a bookstagram fave so if you're in the world of ya or fantasy you've probably heard of this book and either read it or debated. it
0: definitely Um, And this was to me, it is a listen to it. It is super long, but I really, yeah, I enjoyed every second of it.
1: Yeah, not the most dynamic narrator, but still totally doable. Um, And this is coming out for us in September. So get ready. That's right. All right, you want to do book number two for us? Sure, book number two is "Nothing to See Here" by Kevin Wilson. Um, it's a contemporary fiction that I had read several months ago and just became completely obsessed with. Um, it's if you've read any other Kevin Wilson, books, he kind of he writes about normal people with some kind of zany weird little quirk or twist and so the bare bones of this plot is you have your protagonist who's kind of like a stoner burnout down on her luck who goes to work for an old friend um, who is very fancy and the complete opposite of her in many ways but who she's also kind of has like a girl crush on and has always like, put on this pedestal for whatever reason. And when she gets there, um, she's assigned to be a nanny to this woman's stepchildren, and she has to connect with these very strange children. And um, the book is short and sweet, and it has one of the best narrators uh, I've experienced recently. It's really good.
0: Yes, there's a lot of fun. um, A little plot twist. And definitely goes into some relationships uh, and explore relationships that you, I don't know, that, that, that she held off on for many years. So, definitely gives it an interesting dynamic.
1: Yeah, I'd call it a dark comedy. Actually, yes, that's very true. Okay. Then, in October, to kick off spooky season, we've got a thriller um, the Silent Patient by Alex Michaelides. Is that it? I'm going to say yes. You know you are. <laughs> this
0: is more your forte than it is mine.
1: I actually don't have their. I'm such a dummy. The author's names on here for, for this one. But I believe it's Alex Michaelides. It is. I'm um, gonna... And the silent patient is basically this woman who is accused of killing her husband and And this psychotherapist sees uh, the story in the news and finds out that she is tried, but then kind of found insane and is institutionalized. And she doesn't speak. Um, No one has gotten her to speak since the murder. Um, And so he gets a job specifically at this hospital so that he can connect with her because he feels like he can save her in some way and so there's two different um narrators in the book you've got the the female protagonist and then you have the psychotherapist and so you kind of have both of those uh narratives running through it is a short and sweet book it was really good I can tell you that um and a total popcorn book. Like you will just binge this book really fast. Also, the narration is really good. They use two different narrators for the woman and the man. And I thought it was really compelling as an audiobook.
0: I absolutely love whenever. They do that. There are times where a narrator can really embody a male and a female voice, like, and I am sold. But whenever they are not capable of doing that, I am grateful when they will just draw
1: in another person. (laughs) Yes.
0: And then it just, like, can distinguish between, like, who is who because I cannot stand it otherwise.
1: So, Well, and we had just talked about that right before I listened to this book. And I was like, wow, I can't even remember the last time. I'd heard something with multiple narrators and then I started this and I was like, Oh, it just works perfectly.
0: Love to hear it. Okay. Our fourth book is going to be fire keepers daughter by Angeline Booley. I have seen this book everywhere. It's got such an, like a beautiful artistic cover. Um, and so a half native American girl Um, is living on the reservation. She feels a bit, um, she's struggling with her identity. And she runs into a boy and somehow ends up getting involved in a murder investigation. All I really know about this book is that I want to read it because I've seen it so many times.
1: Yeah, and I, it's YA. I'm pretty sure that they're billing it as YA. So I'm really interested to see how YA it actually is we've kind of talked a lot about this recently how I feel like more and more there's like this sub genre of YA that's really for like older people I don't know if that makes sense it's like um, I don't know even know how to describe it
0: it's not really YA it's just like it's like, just fiction, and then they just kind of push it all right. as young it, adult fiction.
1: It's, like, very digestible fiction, and I don't want to say that, like, it's a bad thing, but it's kind of like what I was saying with um, The Silent Patient. The Silent Patient is not YA, but it's, like, a popcorn book. Like, it's very easy to read, and it just sucks you in, and you can read it really fast, whereas you have something else that's maybe, like, high literary fiction that takes you a minute to digest. So... I, I, I wonder where on the spectrum it lands in YA land, especially having like a murder plot point. Um, it was one of Reese Witherspoon's book picks, which I think kind of launched it even bigger. Um, it is on Libby and Overdrive and it's about 14 hours long. Weird little note. I listened to a sample of it and it, the audio book was like kind of poor quality. Like, not terrible, but I listen. Yeah, I listen to a lot of audiobooks. So I immediately was like, what the heck? Like, a little tinny, like a little echoey, where maybe they just had to throw it together and do it fast. I don't know. (laughs) So
0: I have been complaining about the audiobook I'm listening to now. And I have actually thought, like, this, the, I listen to the Cruel Prince right now, and it's actually a pretty popular book. However, I'm just kind of wondering: was it recorded before it was popular, and like, is that why they recruited this specific narrator, or you know what I mean? So maybe that she was me, cheap. Right. Well, that's <laughs> what I mean. Even with this, I'm like, before it became popular, were they just like, okay, like get in there and like they, or you know, do they record it from their house, which I have right. seen people do on
1: TikTok? But well, anyways. And, and that is not even, a for Firekeeper's daughter, this is not a critique of the narrator herself. She actually sounded pretty good, like, in her tone of voice and inflection. But literally, the sound quality was weird. Don't worry. My hold came
0: up about two hours ago. So I'll be listening <laughs> very soon to see what you're talking about. So I okay. cannot wait. I will have All to right.
1: Oh, November, yeah. we're kicking it off with... The opposite of those popcorn books that I was talking about, and more of a um, literary masterpiece. It's like an award-winning fiction book called *Hamnet*, and you <laughs> and Lazy are both dub dubs because when <laughs> we originally put this on our list, we're like *Hamnet*, <laughs> like it must be a comedy farce about Shakespeare. <laughs> wrong absolutely, absolutely not. Wrong. it's
0: about a child dying and his mother and i believe the book is based on the mother right and then like from where
1: yes hamlet so, itself yeah i
0: was bigger, comes this, from me, me trying to read this i literally it was like
1: am i dumb <laughs> i well, this. you know again it's a struggle because you don't want to spoil yourself and i feel like in this book maybe you could very easily but in a nutshell Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell is a historical fiction book and it's a reframing of the history behind where the Shakespearean play Hamlet comes from so you've got Agnes who is Anne Hathaway um, and she's kind of a mysterious figure to begin with like not a lot a whole lot of people know much about her um, but the story really centers on her and her and Shakespeare's son, Hamnet, who dies when he's like 11 years old. And from what I can tell, it has really strong motherhood themes, some grief themes. Um, I actually like saw a quote from a Goodreads uh, reviewer that really like stuck me in my heart, and it said, um, in this book, there looms a certainty that surely you could do more if you only tried harder. And I'm like, damn, like if that is not motherhood, I don't know what is where you're just like constantly striving to just do a little bit more. And it's really easy to be so hard on yourself. And like, if only I had pushed to like get her in this school or if only she had gone to preschool when she was three instead of four and you know there's a lot of like what ifs in motherhood so I'm very excited I think it's gonna be sad and beautiful and wonderful
0: yes um, definitely not the direction we thought it was going in <laughs> but there have I was looking it up and there were so many awards it won last year so I think it definitely is gonna be a great book even if it's gonna be a bit of a heavier read
1: Right. An audio note, if you're going to listen to it, it is on Libby Overdrive. It is the the narrator is like at a sloth's pace. She has a beautiful female British voice. But holy crap, it's a 13 hour book. I'm pretty positive I could listen to it on two times speed. And I'm usually like a 1.5-er. So you could slice that in half. (laughs)
0: definitely sounds like something i will be doing mm-hmm. i just listened to a book at one speed because i was listening to it with my husband who is like needs the slowest pace and to like you know yeah. draw it all in it it just crawls there, I, I i could not i just was like i can't do this i cannot do, now that i have been converted to 1.5 i'm like i can't devote
1: 14 hours <laughs>
0: like give me 11 and a half hours
1: please and there's a there's some critique where people are like oh but you're not like how can you enjoy a book and blah 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 it totally depends on the narrator the story the everything but like there are some books where they speak like this and i'm like who is directing you holy crap for the most part, if
0: I'm enjoying a book, I want to be swept away. I, I, mm-hmm. I want to read it quickly. I don't want to, like, drag. If I like a book, I want to finish it. Or yeah. I want to know what's happening next. So, yeah, I cannot <laughs> stand the, the slow moving. All right. So, our second book um, in November, which will be week six, is Sorrow and Bliss um, by Meg Mason. It is a dark comedy uh, slash women's fiction Um Martha has a fall from grace from Vogue and Paris to losing her husband, blogging, and being forced to live with her mother. Ooh, there's something wrong with her and she has to figure out what it is. And again, on Goodreads, if you read anything at all, you will immediately be spoiled to know what that is.
1: Okay. Because, I, didn't, I didn't read on. I didn't read on. But this is the one that I told you had like the worst, um, the worst like little... What am I trying to say? The blurb. The, here's yes, the, book description. the blurb.
0: Yes, the blurb. Listen, this novel is about a woman called Martha. She knows there is something wrong with her, but she doesn't know what it is. No! Patrick thinks she is fine. Like, <laughs> please. Okay, There's...
1: sure. I have a feeling <sighs> this is the closest to a light book that we're getting to all season. But I'm really hoping that this is, like, right in our sweet spot. Because it seems like it is. Oh,
0: yeah. yes. Because we're just, we we just can't do, it can't be, like, the hokey-dumb. This right here has, like, real-life elements and is supposed to also be humorous. So, I agree. Like, this seems like it's more in our realm of what we're right? actually going to want to give five stars to.
1: So, this is on Audible only. And I'm really going to try and read it. Just, like, find the book at the library or something. Because while the narrator seems fine she doesn't seem like anything special and i worry that the humor will not translate as well if i'm not reading it myself if that makes sense
0: like Hmm. i want the
1: writing to really shine and i just feel like the delivery is flat it's just not gonna work
0: right right well and you know what i'm gonna have have the book too so because i don't have audible so i'll let you know Hopefully it'll all
1: be humorous and we can en-
0: we can enjoy it because <laughs> next we have another super long book although it is supposed to be a good one.
1: Yeah, we're we're gonna read "Lore" by Alexander Bracken. I'd never heard of this book. Um, Lacey's a big on this. Bookstagram. I know. I'm like, I've- am I under the rock because this seems really popular.
0: There are, I have seen this cover so many times. It is like a, it's like a close up of Medusa's Medusa's head. head. Yes, Medusa's head. And then you see all the little snakes and it's just got like the big lore. And I think maybe her eye is the O or something, but I have seen it so many times. And I also love Greek mythology. So I was definitely like, all right, let's do this thing.
1: Um, Yeah, this is our second um, plunge into full-fledged fantasy Uh, i'm i'm assuming it's gonna be right up there with a court of thorn and roses with how like high well not high fantasy but you know what i mean it's like all in right oh this was a great tidbit that i read that it said it's a bit like a um a um
0: mythological hunger games and so i was like yes please yeah Um,
1: that made sense i could see that And
0: so basically, I guess uh, the nine original Greek gods were, they did something wrong. And so their penance is that they can all be hunted by different people. Uh, Athena comes to Lore and tries to bargain with her and I guess, or him or her, maybe it's a her, I don't know, um, and tries to get them on their side to, I guess, stop this big hunt because Lore's family was affected by it beforehand
1: yeah lore is i believe a girl and it seems that this book takes place in modern day new york city so that's that's kind of a interesting twist too because now you're gonna have all these greek gods in modern day america being hunted by who i don't know um 16 hours the narrator seems fine i was cringing a little bit just because I mean, the girl was giving it her all. I'll give her that. But it was very much like Laura looked over and she saw the blood dripping from the knife. And I'm like, you know, okay.
0: this This would be me as a narrator where I would literally just be like, give it 120%. Sell it, baby. But not in the right way. I'm like, you know, like I just can see myself <laughs> trying so hard. But anyways.
1: Uh, it's like when i read a book to my children and i do like what i think are really great voices and they're like can you stop or just read the book regular (laughs) or lorelei lorelei specifically i swear to you she's out to get me we'll be like uh she doesn't actually sound like that she sounds like this (laughs) like i'm (laughs) like oh does she now well i'm not doing that voice so whatever read the book yourself yeah exactly (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. The week after, right around Christmas, we're going to read Girl with a Louding Voice. And this is a book that is by, sorry, Abby Dare or Dare. It's spelled like Dare, but there is a little accent on the E, so I'm not totally sure. And I'm assuming she herself is African, so maybe it is Dare. It's a contemporary fiction drama um, I think probably true to life book about a Nigerian girl who is determined to leave poverty and get an education and help other girls that are in her same situation. Um, and the narrator sounds like she's actually Nigerian or African. So that's kind of interesting. I was excited to hear her voice.
0: I love when that happens. I recently listened to a book where it was, in the caribbean and the woman was like clearly caribbean and i'm like thank you for this Mm -hmm. it makes it feel so much more realistic um i have seen this book this book has a beautiful cover i've seen this book several times at like a target um a or maybe a walmart or somewhere and i've really been drawn to this book because of the cover but um it sounds like i'm trying to remember the name of the girl starts with an a but the main character uh, undergoes a lot of uh, struggles and has to really overcome a lot. And so I'm like, I love an underdog. I'm really excited about this one.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be good. And it'll be a nice like dose of reality after we read lore. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, we're slamming into the new year in January with something I've been waiting and I've been seeing everywhere lately i don't know how new this book is but it definitely is a little trendy right now it's project hill mary and it's by andy weir i believe um who also wrote the martian which i read earlier this year and i really liked so basically a sole survivor of kind of this last-ditch attempt to save the earth he wakes up from hypersleep on an you know this mission but because he's been asleep for so long he's very confused he's completely alone or he's like with dead people um and he has to figure out what the heck is going on and then try and save the world um it's fairly long and it's on audible only but the narrator sounds great a very different male voice We're, as Ooh. always, I think this is one of two male authors that we're reading this season. Is there even another one? Um, I don't think so. No, no, no Kevin Wilson. We're reading Kevin oh, Wilson. Right, right, right. So we're we're reading. You know, two out of twelve books are written by men. Wait, narr- Alex
0: Alex Michalides, boy or girl?
1: Oh man, man. Okay, okay. so three. We got three, <laughs> but um yeah i maybe it's just because i listen to a lot of women i really loved hearing this guy's voice and he just has a he has a different kind of voice it's kind of like a nerdy voice and not super masculine either so
0: really i think it'll
1: so yeah it really
0: seems like this could be the person like that would actually wake up in hyperspace like (laughs) right like a grecian god but rather a like Little engineer.
1: Exactly. Um... <laughs> exactly. I think he even has like kind of a not a lisp, but yeah. There's just some kind of quality, like a Glass type quality about his voice, where <laughs> I was like, I love this. I'm like really looking forward to this. Um, I have heard some critiques that it's like a little slow and maybe in the weeds, but that doesn't surprise me. There were quite a few passages in The Martian where it was what i described as like um this old house in space like something goes wrong and then he very uh step by step just like describes to you how he's solving the problem and like his process that he goes through but it was actually fascinating and like weirdly soothing to listen to so if it's that kind of thing i'm here for it i'm fine
0: yes i'm excited i've seen it a lot too and it's our only like sci-fi yeah um book for the season this it that's probably the the style of book that i i just don't enjoy it very much i mean when they kind of take away that fantasy element if there's not a lot of like comedy in there and it's just too
1: i don't know right it's, it's
0: just not really for me so I, i'm hoping this will prove me wrong
1: I I like sci-fi, but I am particular, I grew up with like a dad that loved sci-fi. So I feel like I've read some good stuff. And I grew up reading books like Ender's Game, for example, which I would say is sci-fi, which is like incredible. Like it's one of my favorites ever. So I'm here for some sci-fi. It's interesting to me that I've seen a lot of women recommend Project Hail Mary. So that and it's, it's total. I mean, it's from a man's perspective and it's written by a man. So we shall see how it goes. Right. And we also have a nonfiction
0: book, which is quite a surprise. We're going to be reading, um, More Than a Body, Your Body is an Instrument, Not an Ornament, um, which is written by twin sisters named Lexi and Lindsay Cott. Both have a PhD, um, I was actually at a book club and I heard someone mention this book and I was like, you know what? Like I probably should be reading something like this cause I can be super harsh about myself. And also the way that I um, talk about my body and different things, I'm like, you know what? I have kids that I want to feel confident in themselves and that I don't mm-hmm. want to like project my own personal insecurities about. Um, and so this was another one of those, honestly, trying to read the book description
1: is you know absolutely insane from what i can tell it's really like a step-by-step guide to body neutrality like not body positivity it's like your body is this tool like you should be grateful for but you're so much more than what you're what you look like and what your body manifests as right
0: the main thing that i kept kind of seeing in the comments was like um um self uh, objectification and so i'm like okay mm-hmm. i feel like i have a I, I i understand what the actual term means but i'm like to put that into action i'm going to be very interested i'm actually super super excited about this one and this is a book that i feel like i really want to have in hand that i'm like i want to like pour over each page oh because yeah it is a nonfiction
1: nonfiction I was talking to my friend the other day and she's like I just cannot get into audiobooks like my mind just wanders Da da da, da, da and I'm talking to her about it and then she's like mentions that she's mainly like she doesn't know if she'd ever tried to listen to a novel that she'd only tried to listen to nonfiction I'm like therein lies your problem lady Wrong. like there's no way Definitely. you gotta get the fiction um because it's storytelling
0: yeah, something like this or something that I'm like, I want to take notes on. I, I need the book in hand. Just like, Yes. can you imagine us listening to the Enneagram uh, book <sighs> that we did last season?
1: I like, yawn. I'm you know, yawning ass. and it would have been a yawn, even though I love <laughs> that book and I like go back and reference it. But no, not for audio. Um, Then in February, we're going to listen to the or read the book Ask Again Yes by Mary Beth Keen. Uh, You recently made a wish on a little star for a book full of just family gossip and drama. And I'm really hoping that this book brings it because it kind of seems like all in. That's what it's about. You've got neighborhood or neighbor families. I think they live next to each other in New York city. Um, Both families have their own deep seated issues and issues in their marriages, but their children, I think it's a boy and a girl, like form this deep-seated relationship and then something happens that really challenges their perspectives of right and wrong and it splits them up or kind of makes a big wave in this relationship and i think the rest of the book um deals with the fallout of that and how it affects the rest of their lives it's about 13 hours long it is on libby and the narrator sounds really great.
0: Love to hear that. That has maybe been the only time this um, <laughs> entire uh, <laughs> this entire episode that you said that. Yay!
1: It's it's that one, and then it's Project Hail Mary. Those were the two where I was like, okay, let's go. I, you can just tell there are some people that just feel like they must be monotonous or um very even keeled. I want like you were saying i want the drama
0: right can't be too over the top but like right. that like perfect right amount and mm-hmm. yes you will hook me and yeah we've been talking about what were we talking about family secrets for i don't even remember but i, I think i was spilling
1: some of my family secrets
0: <laughs> oh that's right so and, you know and i was just thinking like imagine like a um what is those what are those books? Like the chicken soup, chicken noodle soup books. <laughs> but like, but those are all about like, you know, like the blessings of Christmas. And everybody writes in like a Christmas thing. I'm like, no. I just want to hear like you want the, the yes, give me the biggest family secret you've got. I love stumbling upon like Facebook groups where people ask stuff like that. And I'm like, like, hmm, I've got an hour to kill. And I'm like reading about somebody's grandma that like ran over their <laughs> sister in law or something. I'm like, yes, what else happened? <laughs>
1: That's actually a million dollar idea to just like mine these Facebook groups for these juicy stories and then put them oh. together in a curated book. I would right. be there for that.
0: And then just be like, okay, well, offer a little bit of credit. <laughs> shame, shame. Okay, and we finally are going to end up with Wow, no thank you, which is a um collection of essays by I think it's Samantha Kirby. Samantha Kirby, Samantha yeah. Samantha Irby. Um, It definitely was like written down as like comedy. Whenever I was trying to read a couple reviews, it was just uh, even like the list of titles from like each of the Mm -hmm. essays was kind of had me laughing. And it was made me think of um, we read Mindy Kaleen's Mm -hmm. one of her book of essays and it was very enjoyable. This one is about um, Samantha who leaves. Let's see. She um, left behind her life as a vet tech Um, She moves into a small conservative town with her wife and stepkids. um, And she is a lesbian black woman. And so she kind of talks about her experiences in being in this new place and kind of like living life in the suburbs.
1: Yeah. And I think there's also some talk about transitioning from like a working stiff to all of a sudden writing a book and having this whole like dream career taking off. And then they moved to like Michigan or something. So I'm really excited about this one. And I'm excited about the narration too, because it is read by the author, which I think is like chef's kiss. If if they do it right, I think that's the best, especially when it's a memoir. Did you hear, um, did you hear any of this one? I, don't know I did. She sounded great. She did. It's on Libby and it's 10 hours long. And the cover is very cute. It's got a big fat bunny rabbit <laughs> on the front.
0: yeah i'm almost positive i saw this uh amina tussaud had this on her stories yeah way back when it's one of her friends that she was like hopping up and honestly i'm like we'll
1: do anything you say amina
0: listen (laughs) the she has the most perfect curated content out there like i i have a lot of like people that i'm like i love to follow along with but the second i see one of her stories it is a stop what i'm doing and watch immediately kind of thing so yes i'm super stoked about that one and it'll be hopefully it'll be nice and funny and we'll end it on a good note so yeah anyways i'm super stoked about our fourth season and it'll scale six months this is the longest i think we've had um a season last do you think
1: yeah because usually we um, doubt ourselves and our abilities but I think both of us have hit a rhythm of like we know how long it's going to take to read a book and you know what I'm sure there will be delays in the season just like there always is (laughs) because (laughs) it's real life but I'm serious I really hope if you're listening to this there's at least one or two books that are catching your attention and that you'll read along with us I'd also love if you would call us and give us your review about one of these books. We're going to be posting the full list on our Instagram. And if you go to the link in our Instagram bio, you'll find a button that says um, leave us a message and you can leave us a message through the Anchor app. There's a little quirk in that you can only leave a message that's like one minute long but feel free to leave multiple messages or you can voice record yourself and email it to us at one page more pod at gmail.com. And we would love to feature you on our upcoming episodes. Definitely.
0: Um, And also if it cuts you off at one minute and you got more to say, be sure to come back and give us that second or third minute. We would happily include that in. Um,
1: And yeah, I think with that we're done. I know. I've got reading to do.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I'm on the last hour of The Cruel Prince. So, with that, I say fairly well.
1: Good night.
0: See ya. Bye. This has been One Page More. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a five-star review. We're gonna be reading a corn of thorn and roses. You said by... a corn. Hold on, you
1: said a corn. <laughs> ah,
0: ah, ah. <laughs> oh, oh Lord. Hold on. Oh
1: corn. Lord.
0: <laughs> oh jeez. Hold on. A <laughs> <Hey>, corn. <laughs> oh man. Okay, hold on. Oh no, I don't even know what like octave my voice was in at that point. <laughs>